We are in the Gemara, Yevamos Lamed Omer Aleph, 30A4 in the Archgirl Gemara. We are up to the last of these four Mishnayos that are um, all a similar case. And then we will do the Gemara on this Mishnah in today's recording. And then in the next recording we will begin a new Mishnah with a, a new topic, a very interesting topic that uh, really involves a major... Uh, concepts that apply throughout Shas, throughout the Gemara, and so that will be for the next uh, the next recording, the next Mishnah. But first, to conclude the the fourth Mishnah of all these similar situations, uh, and the Gemara will be uh, going back to some of the previous cases, and so it'll be a little complicated to keep all the different scenarios in our mind as we go through this. Uh, but hopefully, uh, we could review this, and it'll become. Uh, clearer as we review this. Uh, the Mishnah says as follows, Shlosh Achim, all these cases are three brothers, Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, and two of them, let's say Reuben and Shimon, are married to two sisters. Reuben and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah, Mrs. Reuben and Mrs. Shimon. And the third brother, Levi, is married to somebody who's not related to any of them. Uh, to any of the uh, any of the other Wives, what happens? So let's say Reuven now divorces his wife. He divorces his wife, Mrs. Reuven, and then uh, Levi, the one who's married to the person who's not related to anybody else, he dies. He dies without any children. And Reuven does yibum with Mrs. Levi. Now Shimon could have also done yibum with Mrs. Levy, but Reuben is the one who ends up doing Yibam with Mrs. Levy. The mace. And then, Reuben dies. So Reuben then dies. Uh, and he originally had his, had, a, had a wife who was sisters with Shimon's wife, but he divorced her before he even did Yibam with, uh, with Mrs. Levy. So the rule is, Zui Shamru, this is the case that we had, again, all the way back in the very first Mishnah of the Mesechta, of the tractate, that uh, when we have a case where the wife, who is related to the to her brother-in-law in some way, where in general it would be an exemption from Yibam, but if that wife either died or, got, or they got divorced, so that there was this separation, so then that does not uh, prevent the Tzara from, uh, from doing Yibam. The Tzara then, the co-wife, could then do Yibam, which is exactly what's happening in this case. Reuben was originally married to a, uh, a wife who was the sister of Shimon's wife, uh, but then they got divorced, and then Reuben did Yibam with Levi's wife, and now Reuben dies, and so now Levi's wife could do Yibam with uh, Shimon. Even though they were never co-wives together, um, uh, and even that is not so simple, as we'll see in the Gemara, when, even if they were to be co-wives together. But at the time of death, certainly uh, Reuben's wife is an only wife, is is Levi's previous uh, was previously married to Levi, um, and Reuben at the time of his death he was not married to the erva to the uh, wife who is the sister of Shimon's wife. That is the case of the Mishnah, and so the Gemara now says as follows: the Gemara says they make a diok, they make the following inference: asura. The Mishnah gives a case specifically where. Reuven divorces his wife, meaning the, the Mrs. Reuven, who is the sister, uh, before Levi dies. The implication is, is that if Levi were to die first, 
and then Reuven divorced his wife, and then Reuven did Yibam with Levi's wife. If that would be the order, then it would be forbidden. Then if Reuven, if Reuven dies afterwards, after doing Yibam with Levi's wife, so then it, it seems as though Levi's wife would be forbidden to do Yibam with Shimon. Meaning the, the order now, the order of the Mishnah, was where Reuven first divorced and then Levi dies. But the implication is if Levi were to die first and then Reuven were to divorce his wife, so then this wouldn't apply. And even if Reuven does Yibam with Levi's wife, if Reuven were to die, so then she cannot do Yibam. Why not? So Amar Ravashi Ravashi explains it must be for the following reason. Zozomeris, yesh zika, filu That there is zika. It must be that we hold that there is zika, that there is this strong bond, even when there are two brothers. Levi passes away, uh, and he leave, his, his wife, Mrs. Levi, is now, uh, has the opportunity to do Yibam to either Ruvain or to Shimon, to the two live brothers. And it must be that we say that there is zika, there's a strong bond, even when there are two brothers around. There is a strong bond, and that strong bond will make it such that Ruvain who is currently married to um, to uh, Mrs. Ruvain, who is the sister, who is the erva, to, to Shimon's wife. And so it's like Ruvain has a co-wife. It's like Ruvain is married to two women, even though he didn't do even yet, but that Zika creates such a strong bond that even if Ruvain apparently divorces his wife, but still, since at a certain point in time they were co-wives, and since at a certain point in time they were co-wives, even if Ruvain did Yibam, uh, to to Mrs. Levy, and then Ruvain dies. Since they were co-wives at a certain point in time, there's a total exemption. There's a total exemption for uh, the new wife of Ruvain, who was originally Levy's wife. Uh, there is a total exemption because at some point in time they were co-wives. Now, if you recall, we had this uh, this discussion earlier uh, when there's a situation where there are co-wives, uh, but then at the time of death uh, they were no longer co-wives to the erva, to the one who's forbidden to do yibam. So then, do we say that this co-wife is also exempt or not? That is subject to a dispute. In the end of the day, we pass and we follow the opinion that says uh, that you could do Yibam. Well, the defining moment is the moment of death. If they were co-wives at the moment of death, so then you can't do Yibam. But if they got divorced before death, even though if they were co-wives at a certain point in time, it doesn't make a difference, um, she could still do Yibam. That's the opinion that we follow. However, this opinion must hold. Uh, this opinion of the Gemara, as we will see in the continuation of the Gemara, this opinion must hold the Ravashi, uh, that not only if they're married are they co-wives, but even if there's just Zika, this strong bond of Zika, that also uh, creates it as other co-wives. And even though Reuben then divorces his wife, the wife who's the erva, who can't do Yibam, still they're defined as co-wives, and the, 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 this opinion must follow the opinion that we do not follow the halacha, according to the halacha, and says that since they're co-wives at a certain point in time, this co-wife now, Mrs. Levy, who then becomes married to Reuben, is also exempt from Yibam if Levy, sorry, if Reuben were to die, and fall to Shimon. Uh, and then, then, the, then there would also be an exemption there. But Ravashi says that it must be that this Mishnah holds, the Stam Mishnah, the Mishnah, which doesn't quote any opinion, must hold that there is Zika, that there is such a strong bond. The Gemara now is going to ask, well, this is in contradiction uh, to the first Mishnah on this page. The first Mishnah on this page said as follows. And again, it's confusing to keep all these different cases in mind. Uh, but the first Mishnah on the on page said, similar situation, three brothers, Two of the brothers are married to two sisters. What happens if, uh, as follows, let's say one of the brothers, uh, one of the husbands of the two sisters pass away first. So let's say Reuven passes away. Uh, he's married to a wife who's one of the two sisters. Uh, and then Levi, certainly the wife can't do anything with Shimon. That's, uh, that's an exemption. But Levi, who's uh, married to somebody who's not, uh, who's not uh, uh, related to Mrs. Reuven, 
Um, so Levi then, instead of doing Yibam, the Mishnah says he does Mamar. He does Mamar, this rabbinic form of an engagement. Uh, and so the Gemara said at the time that the implication is, so we say that you have to do Chalitza, that if Levi were then to die, uh, so then Shimon would have to do Chalitza to Levi's first wife, to Levi's original wife. And we explained that the reason is uh, because since you did Mamar, there's a rabbinic connection. On a biblical level, there is no connection, but on a rabbinic level, there's a connection for Levi to having a co-wife. On a biblical level, there is no co-wife in existence. And so therefore, Shimon could do, uh, has to do Chalitza to Levi's wife, who's not related to Shimon in any way. Uh, but the implication, said the Gemara earlier, is that you need to do Mamar. If you didn't do Mamar, if it was just this uh, potential for Zika, that it wouldn't make them co-wives. So the Gemara said, it must be that this the Mishnah, which doesn't have an opinion, it's not, it's not, it doesn't say who it is, what we refer to as the Stam Mishnah, the Mishnah who's not quoting a specific opinion, must hold that there is no such bond. We don't say that there's a Zika bond. Uh, and since there's no Zika bond, so it's not like they're co-wives, it's not like Levi's wife is a co-wife uh, to Ruvain's wife who, who, who fell to Yibam because Ruvain passed away. Uh, we don't say that there's this bond. Since there's, we don't say that there's this bond, uh, so therefore, uh, in that case, where there's no Maimar, the, this is what the Gemara said earlier, that Levi's wife could do Yibam even to Shimon if there was no Maimar. If it was just a situation before Maimar, because this opinion must hold that there's no Zika. So the question is, is there Zika or is there no Zika? How do you explain it? According to the first mission on on, uh, on this page, there must be that we hold there is no Zika. According to this other this, this last mission that we're discussing, it implies that there is Zika. So how do we explain this? So the Gemara says as follows. Rav Ashi, Rav Nachman. Rav Ashi is a problem with the first Mishnah. So how you can explain the first Mishnah? So Rav Ashi in our Mishnah says that there is Zika, that there is a strong bond. Uh, so how do you explain the original Mishnah, which seems to imply that there isn't a strong bond? So he, the Gemara says as follows. The truth is that there is a strong bond even for the first Mishnah. And even without Maimar, we would have to do Chalitza. You're not allowed to do Yibam because of the strong connection. So then Levi's wife and Ruvain's wife are viewed as co-wives, and so therefore, at least on a rabbinic level, and therefore you cannot do yibum. You would have to do chalitza. So why does the Mishnah say mamar? Let it just say where you didn't do mamar. What is it added by telling us mamar? It's v'hadik dani mamar lafuke beishamai. The army mamar kona kinin gamar kamash melon deloke beishamai. The purpose of the Mishnah to say mamar is not to tell you if you didn't do mamar that you could do yibum. No, you can't do yibum because zika makes a strong connection and creates a strong bond against what we said originally. Uh, that without Maimar, there's no Zika. No, there is Zika. And it creates a, a connection where you would have to do Chalitza. You're not allowed to do Yivam. However, so why does the mission give a case of Maimar? It could just give a case without Maimar. The reason is to tell us, don't follow the opinion of Beishamai. According to Beishamai, what happens? If you do Maimar, so then you don't even have to do Chalitza. Because if you do Maimar, according to Beishamai, on a Torah level, they are co-wives. On a Torah level. If they're, if they're co-wives on a Torah level, so then you don't, you don't even have to do Chalitza. There's a total exemption. Uh, Levi's original wife could go marry whoever she wants. And so the mission is telling us, no, don't follow the opinion of Beishamai that this is a complete uh, connection, even on a Torah level. No, uh, we still require Chalitza. Even after Mamar, we require Chalitza. And that's how you could explain that mission. That mission really holds that there is Zika. The reason why we're discussing the case of Mamar is not because the ruling is different before Mamar, but really it's coming to tell us, don't follow the opinion of Beishamai. Um, and that's the purpose of the Gemara, according to of the Mishnah, according to Ravashi. The Gemara now asks in the other direction. 
the other direction, because when we first quoted that Mishnah, the first Mishnah, we said that Rav Nachman was of the opinion that we could prove from the first Mishnah that there's no Zika. We could prove that there's no Zika. Uh, because it, it gives a case of Mamar. Implication is that if it wasn't for Mamar, we wouldn't view them as co-wives. must be that there's no Zika. Well, if there's no Zika, how does Rav Nachman who, say that, who concludes that there's no Zika, how does he explain our Mishnah? We just said that our Mishnah seems to imply that there is Zika. Uh, because we said that if Reuven got divorced second. First Levi died and then, then Reuven got divorced. So then we, we said that they're viewed as co-wives. That implies that there is Zika. So how does Rav Nachman, who earlier said that the Mishnah assumes that there is no Zika, how does he explain our Mishnah, which implies that there is Zika? Well, Rav Nachman, Kasha Dravashi. So the Gemara says as follows, And if you're going to tell me that how is Rav Nachman going to explain our Mishnah, he'll explain as follows, that really, even though the Mishnah gave a case where Ruvain divorced and then Levi died, but maybe the same law would apply in the opposite direction if Levi were to die first and then Ruvain divorced, even though uh, Levi's wife is now uh, ready to do Yibam Rechalitza. And at that, since at that point in time, Rav Nachman was the opinion that there's no Zika, that there is no connection to Ruvain, so then Ruvain can even divorce his wife and... Everything's fine, because even though there was a point in time where Levi's wife was ready to do Yibam and Reuven was married to the wife uh, who was the erva, who was the one who was totally exempt from Yibam, still, since there's no connection, Rav Nachman holds that there is no connection, there is no Zika, and so therefore, it's not viewed as two co-wives. If you want to say that that's how he holds, that it doesn't make a difference who dies first, who divorces first, but still, the mission says, Elazuhi limute mai. So the mission still says that this is the case uh, where we say you, you could uh, you could do Yibam. Uh, after Ruvain dies, so then Ruvain's wife, who was Levi's original wife, could do Yibam. But then what's that case that it's coming to exclude? It says this is the case. Implication being that there's another case where you cannot do Yibam. What is the other case? We just said that the other case cannot be a case where Levi dies first. Because even if Levi were to die first, you could still do Yibam after Ruvain divorces his wife. So what is the case that we're coming to exclude? So the Gemara says, no, Lemute... Uh, the case is uh, not where uh, the case is sorry, before uh, we said that the case is where uh, Ruvain dies after divorcing his wife, but he didn't, uh, he didn't do Yibam yet to uh, Levi's wife. Uh, so the case now which we're coming to exclude is the following case. Uh, it's coming to exclude the case where it's Kanas v'achrekach girish where um Ruvain then married, he did Yibam to Levi's wife, and then after he, after he married, uh, uh, Levi's wife, then he got divorced. Then he divorced his first wife, who was the, who was the erva, who was the one who was totally exempt. So the case that we're coming to exclude is the case where, uh, it's not a case where uh, Ruvain divorced before doing Yibam, because that there's no connection. It wouldn't be viewed as Sarah, so it wouldn't be viewed as co-wives. But the case must be where Ruvain did Yibam to Levi's wife. And then only afterwards did he divorce. And in such a case, according to the Mishnah, in such a case we will say that you cannot do Yibam. Because there were co-wives at a certain point in time. Because Ruvain married her. So there are co-wives at a certain point in time, even though they got divorced. Uh, so then, still the Tsar or the co-wife cannot do, cannot do Yibam. Uh, because, uh, because there were co-wives at a certain point in time. So the Gemara says, oh, slow down. This whole concept is subject to dispute. The whole concept that which is what we mentioned before, the whole concept that 
if you're co-wives at a certain point in time, even if the one who is exempt from Yibam uh, is the reason for the exemption of Yibam gets divorced or dies, that also, the, the tsara, the co-wife, still is exempt from Yibam, that is subject to dispute. According to another opinion, uh, we say that Misa Mapels, that no, we all, everything is determined based on death. At the time of death, if there's no other co-wife, you could do Yibam. Uh, so the Gemara says it would only fit with one opinion. The Gemara says, According to Rabirmiya, there's a dispute whether or not we say Misa Mapels or Nisun Mapilim. Do we go based on the time of death? Is there a Kohei for the time of death? Or do we, there's a dispute about it? Or do we say that it goes based on uh, the marriage? If they were married and they were Kohei at a certain point in time in the marriage, so then there's an exemption also in the co-wife, even if there's a divorce. So then you could say the Mishnah follows the opinion that says we go based on the marriage, not based on the time of death, and therefore there is an exemption from Yibam. But if you hold like Rava, who says that no, everybody holds that it's based on the time of death. There is no other opinion. Uh, so then this is very difficult. The Amar, if you say like Rava, the Amar Lolam Chatanahu, Vizuin Zukatani, Mai. If you hold like Rava, so then uh, it always goes based on the time of death. Even if Reuben first married Levi's wife and then divorced her, it doesn't make a difference. At the time of death that Reuben died, uh, he's only married to one wife. That one wife is not related to, to, any, to Shimon in any way. So there should be an opportunity uh, for Yibam. Uh, so the Gemara says, this only fits within Rabbi Yirmiya. The Gemara says, yeah, it's true. Must be that Rav Nachman, for Rav Nachman to explain the Mishnah, he has to hold... Like Rabbi Yirmiya, that there's a concept called Nisu and Mapilim. Uh, that there's a concept of Nisu and Mapilim that it goes based on if they were co-wives at some point in time, even if it's not at the point, of de- point in time of death of Ruvain, they are still co-wives and there's an exemption. Uh, just to point out parenthetically, Rav Ashi also has to hold like this. Rav Ashi himself also has to hold that it's based on Nisu and Mapilim. Um, that as long as that there's some point in time, even if they're not married, it's just Zika, even if Reuben were to then divorce her, his his original wife, uh, the still we still view it as though they are co-wives, uh, even if at the, even if at the time of death Reuben is only married to one of them, to the one that is not related to Shimon. Still, since at some point in time, even if it's just through Zika, uh, they are co-wives. There would be uh, an exemption even after the divorce. The Gemara then has one final point. And the Gemara says, well, Rava. But what about Rava? Rava is the opinion that says that everybody agrees it goes based on death. If it goes based on death, so then what is Zuhi Limute? They ask, According to Rava, what will be the case uh, in our Mishnah where we say that there's a certain case out there where we will say that if it's in a different order, uh, so then there's an exemption of Yibam. But Rubba, if there's a divorce here, so then Rubba says that uh, that 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 we go based on the time of death. Everyone agrees that we go based on the time of death, and so therefore, uh, if there's a divorce, there should always be the opportunity for yibum. If you divorce the one that was the erva, the one that you're related to, so the Gemara says it must be that Rubba says as follows: two things. One thing is that Rubba must hold yesh zika that there is a strong bond, and the case would have to be as follows: where you didn't actually get divorced. The case, the only case that apply for Rava that is coming to exclude, that our mission is coming to exclude, meaning to say where there's no opportunity for Yibam, is as follows. Levi dies without children. And now Levi's wife, Mrs. Levi, falls to Yibam. And so she creates a connection to Reuven. Reuven is now married uh, to the erva, to the one, to the sister. 
And then Ruvain dies. Ruvain dies before divorcing or before doing Yibam, before doing anything. That's the case that Rava will say has a total exemption. But it cannot be a case where Ruvain divorces. Because if Ruvain were to divorce before he dies, uh, so then according to Rava, there is, uh, for sure, you would be able to do Yibam uh, because the divorce removes it and the time that we care about is the time of death. And since at the time of death, there was only one wife and that one wife is permissible to do Yibam to, to Shimon, so then he could do, then she could do Yibam. Uh, and so therefore the case has to be where there is no divorce. Uh, but the point is that Rava holds that there is a Zika. And that's what the Gemara says. Uh, it's a little complicated to keep everything, all the names and all the situations in mind. But that ends all of those cases. And then in the next recording, we will discuss a very, very interesting case in the next Mishnah.